The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com. Hey everybody, Trace from the Takeover team here again. Tonight we continue our series spotlighting each of the hosts of the produce stand. Now if Squirrely Matt didn't exist, you'd have to invent him. Beneath the surface of devoted husband and father of three, Matt Belanger, there lies a modern day renaissance man. The burgeoning snowboard pro is also a bike flipping whiskey aficionado with a penchant for decorating and ball cap collecting. <laughs> takeover team is, of course, back to put Maddie Boom Batty in the hot seat. Let's see what the Discord group's favorite Funkle has to say when Casey starts asking the tough and hard-hitting questions. It is Matt, though, so probably a lot. This is Behind the Produce Stand. <laughs> Matt Belanger. Not Bellinger. Not Belanger. <laughs> Belanger. Well played. That's produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's 420. And Thursday, and that means you're hanging out with us at the produce stand. A podcast celebrating everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are plenty of other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one is on the potent peace pipe. I'm Casey, and joining me in the Zoom tonight, a guy knows a whole lot of nothing about a lot. He's Canadian. So he's a parent. He's the dude north and co-host of the Produce Stand Pod. Please make some noise for Squirrely Matt. Wondrous. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I regret nothing. That never gets old. It's so I know Al said it last week or whenever he did his that uh, it's weird being on the other end of it. Get it go? Oh, yeah, getting a unicorn, getting unicorned. Yeah, just that, of- that, yeah. And uh, but thank you for those intros and and Trace, man. He reached out to me and, and he was gonna let me in on what he was doing. I said no, no. I want I want to take it in and dude, that was amazing. So thank Wasn't you so that much. Great? It was so so much fun. So welcome to your podcast. Thank you. It's been um, a while. It has been a while. Um, and tonight, you know, behind the, the produce stand, we're going to ask all the questions. Um, but since the entire episode is a big fat, how are you now? We're going to do some housekeeping first. So we're going to jump right in. Um, grab your drinks or your electric lettuce or diabolical coffee. Hey there. Wait, what are we doing again? The sponsor read. Oh, okay. Wait, we have a sponsor? Yes, it's Eric. Oh, I know Eric. He's a good guy. I know. Did you know he sells coffee? Yes, of course I... I think it's called Diabolical Coffee. Can we just... It's devilishly good coffee. You don't say. He also sells diabolically awesome swag. Terrific. He's got a roast for all tastes. Is that right? Yeah, you can order whole bean, coarse, standard grind, and espresso. Espresso, but whatever. <laughs> hey, uh, don't you and Tanya use K-Cups? You know we do. I think he has those too. Wonderful. Imagine if we could use promo code like Produce Stand to get 10% off coffee or merch from his store. Yes, that would be cool. Wait a minute. I just had a brilliant idea. What's that? We should get Diabolical Coffee to sponsor the podcast. We should? Yes. Why have we never thought of that before? I give up. 
You know, I thought we were going to escape Victor tonight, but apparently not. Thank you, Eric, for always supporting the pod, <laughs> despite the fact that every now and then the TakeOver team hijacks it. And um, thank you for everybody on Twitter who's following us and, you know, hopefully listening. But Twitter's a cult. Previously um, on Letterkenny. Yeah, last week. Mike and no, it wasn't Mike and Liz. <laughs> this is was it? Yes, no, it was. I gotta trust myself with my script. Tannis, Tannis, yeah, Mike, yeah. We, Mike and Liz week. kicked out their best Tannis scenes. I, it was awesome. Has Al's done this before, hasn't he? Where he doesn't trust his own script. He this usually is, doesn't. He doesn't usually. Well, he usually doesn't update his script. So I think he wings a lot of it as he goes okay. along. Okay. Well, I'm still a chicken. I'm still learning. Um, yeah, amazing Tannis scenes last week, and I didn't even care that it was the same for number one. Like that's a deserving number one. No, it was it was a solid list all around. I mean, you forget about some of these moments. Like I know a lot of you guys watch the show like a thousand times, and I love it. I don't have the time, so I've watched it a number of times. But going back and and getting those moments just takes me right back into those episodes. And oh yeah, oh, such some epic moments. Yeah, totally. And I I just I think Tannis is the best. Um, well, happy four twenty case, dude. <laughs> Happy 420. <laughs> Happy 420. I did zero celebrating today up until like 20 minutes before we got yeah. on. So yeah, why not? It's the evening rush. You get it in. Well, well, it's gummies. So I'm I'm okay All now. All right. So we better uh, this is this interview about, can turn on us really quickly. Yeah. yeah. So for, for everybody everybody watching at home, get your 420 cards oh. out, your bingo cards, and um, I don't know what you've got on them, but somebody come up with something quick. How many questions in does Casey start? Missing a beat. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, already. <laughs> Just already missing a beat. So we are, um, we've got our, our seven paper cannons. Get your seven paper cannons and get behind the produce stand with Matt and I. Here we go, Matt. So um, tell me about yourself. That um, generic guy. That, ge that is a really loaded question. <laughs> so what I'm, in. what I'm most curious about is. There you go. That's a good how did How did you... How did you find yourself encountering Al for the first time? Like when the first day that you met Al, the very first time. Oh God, I don't even remember the first time. Come on. No, hundred percent I don't. I, and I, I doubt he does either. Uh, it was probably, so we have worked together for years, um, but I've always worked in very different areas of the organization. Mm. So he was, he was in the learning area. I was it was it Toastmasters? He's, he's already, he's getting me checked out. I didn't think it was Toastmasters. Apparently we met at Toastmasters. Mm. Fuck him making me look like a dick and remembering. But anyways. Nobody would have known if you hadn't said anything because it's in the Zoom chat. But <laughs> <laughs> nobody would have known. Nobody cares. I know, I know. Al's, Al's nobody cares. razzing me in the background of this episode. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I was able to hide his. <laughs> little icon so i didn't think he was there but he keeps popping up saying al says this just minimize the chat i don't know how to do that <laughs> anyways, anyways um anywho. i just yeah i mean we worked in very different areas of the organization um and then i guess toastmasters is uh what, what what started our friendship and i remember joining lunches and things like that with a lot of other people from the learning department uh, mm. and uh yeah just got along with everyone there i didn't have uh a like a close uh, a close knit group within my own department not for no particular reason but i just really yeah. liked all these learning people and al was one of them and uh, yeah so we spent a lot of time at lunches playing cards foosball all that shit and then as he mentioned we did the uh, did the podcast for a bit yeah. there at, yeah. at work and it was just on yeah. our lunch hours we talked about whatever it didn't matter right. whatever it was kind of like an extended version of how was your week right and yeah 
all kinds of topics would come up. Um, and that, that was fun. Uh, and then we kind of, we, we, I think we aired a few of them and then we realized that we shouldn't really be doing that because we were technically doing it at work. And, uh, so we just shifted it to more of a private, <laughs> private audio, uh, thing. Just, just be responsible. We realized what we were doing. Yeah. And, so and, we and, and, and all fairs, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just having some fun no, with some colleagues, yeah, sure. uh, mm, but yeah, we sure. just played on the side of caution and, and stopped doing that. Um, and then, yeah, we've just been friends since. I've been to a few of his shows. Uh, we, we parted out a few times. Just a great, great dude. So you have, you and I have similar um, interests in broadcasting and podcasting mm-hmm. and voice yeah. work. And what was your, what were your first like experiences in, in media? Like, when did you know that you had a, had your voice? My oh okay very different questions. You those are they two, are different those, questions. Those are do two different things. They are, explain. but I um, want to know that one first. Which one? The voice you, or, mm-hmm. or the media? Mm-hmm. Your voice. But they're they're tied. Okay, go on. So this is why I say I um and I think Al mentions a bit about himself. You know, he wasn't as open about things. I was used to be the shyest person you could possibly imagine when I was younger. Okay, so, and once I knew you, I was good, but um if you brought me into a group and I wouldn't say a word, I would just be so shy. I'd be very mm. reserved. Um, I had no confidence when I was younger. Um, but, I, but I knew, I knew I had some potential to leave down, but didn't really do anything because I was too nervous to take any leaps. Um, so that's why I say it's two different things because I did realize at one point I wanted to get into something to do with media. So I went to mm. um, even back to grade 11 or 12. We did, I think it was 12. Okay. had a co-op um, at a local and I did it at a local television station. Um, and we had to put in whatever X number of hours to get our, uh, semester credits and whatnot. And I probably did six times the amount of hours I needed to do because I loved it. Um, I went every day, first thing in the morning, I was a cameraman and editor for this local station. So it was like an old, old camera at the time, um, straight cut editing, the old editing machines. It was, it was awesome. And I loved it. It was all news stuff, but they let me, even as a kid, do anything I wanted. So um, I was doing every story they'd throw at me. It was so much fun. So that's where my first passion for it came and then went yeah. to school for it. Um, and again, loved it as well, but you know, it was a bit of a party or so. <laughs> Grades weren't always great. Um, and, and, but I made it through and uh, was trying to work my way into the industry and it just didn't work out for me early on. Mm-hmm. And I also, again, was still kind of shy in these kind of settings. So if you'd say go out and find mm-hmm. a job, I would have been like, I don't know how to do that. And was really right. nervous to do so. Interviews yeah. ter- scared the shit out of me. So I didn't quite find my footing um, mm-hmm. in media as I would have liked to have. And then of course, it's one of those industries, as soon as you step away your instant it's like it's like buying a new computer the the newer one's already behind the shelf so you, the longer you are away from it the harder it is to get back in priorities began to change uh moved into the city uh was with my ex first child was on the way like things get away from you yeah. right? and then yeah. and i needed i needed a career so that changed um so even in my career where the job i'm at now i've been there for almost 16 years mm. and i didn't have much of a voice in the early years i would just do my job but i was very quiet um, mm. But then I started putting myself out there and realizing that I had something to say and people were listening even at work. Um, so I started pushing myself into out of my comfort zone into other areas of the organization, um, started off in our risk team, financial team, a credit team, a few others. I was a team lead for a while. 
Um, and then as I got deeper and I started finding more things I was really passionate about and um, Toastmasters came along, of course, and my voice began to really grow. My confidence in all these settings really grew. So there was no media at that time. And then actually it was Al who has been fortunate enough to bring me into his little world and, and what mm -hmm. he's grown at, at the company through learning and whatnot, got me back introduced to it. So it wasn't a lot, but mm. he'd say, hey, I'm setting up some lights for something. I know you did this. Do you want to come help? Yeah. Right. So he started inviting me out to all these things, um, which ultimately led to the podcast and one thing led to another. Um, and even though I've stepped way away from media, this has given me an opportunity to step back in and yeah. actually find a voice now that I didn't know I had prior to. Um, so my voice came way later. I was very not so confident, much quieter for years and years. Mm. And the things I wish I knew now then might have been very different, but well, it is what it is. So that's why I answered that way. Uh, because it's kind of a story. Really glad you did. Um, so what was the point? Um, the the turning point for you at work, uh, you mentioned that you found your voice or you realized you had something to say, you just said. Can yeah. You, can you talk about what that shift was? Because I was going to ask how much Toastmasters played in, but your story, you had a turning point before Toastmasters. So I'm yeah. I'm interested yeah. to hear about that. No, no, fair enough. Um, and and I was pretty, I don't know, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I was I was pretty naturally good at Toastmasters. Um, I didn't really put a lot of, I didn't have to put a ton of work in delivering my mm -hmm. speeches. I could create a rough framework and then I just ad lib most of it. And they usually came out quite well. Um, but yeah, prior to that, I was getting more exposure through my job. Like I, my jobs, mm. as they were progressing, I was finding myself having more conversations with leadership. And mm. early on, they'd scare the shit out of me. But I realized after time, my mentality around everything changed. Like people are all just people trying to do a job. You can't really see that things. Like even my 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 thinking around like an interview. A lot of people get very nervous of interviews, but I actually love interviews um, because I'm the one of those people that's going to go just as much as you're checking me out, I'm checking you out. And if I don't feel this is right for me, mm -hmm. then, it, then it doesn't matter. It's, it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I don't care how awesome you think I am or what I could bring if it's not going to work for me. So it's a two-way streak in something like an interview. Um, so once my mentality on some of these things changed, speaking became much easier because I wasn't so nervous about, oh God, this person's here. I'm talking to this person. Like I'm just talking to people, right? And yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that it was kind of like mid-career there. And then, yeah, everything forward has been me validating some of the things I say when they actually, you know, they they turn into something good. Um, and I changed a lot of my work mantras. Like I try to, tr I try to strive to drive positive change. Yeah. So as long as my job is somehow in my head, right or wrong, interpreting what I'm doing as a positive change, mm -hmm. um, it's much easier for me to get behind and, uh, and be good at. Oh, there's so much. There's so much I want to ask you about in the last 15 mm. seconds of what you just said. <laughs> it's interesting, the interview uh, as a, as an art form. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, I think we, we watch people like, and Al jokes about it, but it's, it, it's quite a throat clenching comparison, like Barbara Walters or Joan Rivers or Arsenio Hall yeah. or Jay Leno, or there's like a spectrum of, of people and interview styles but like, what do you think it is that they all have in common? Like, what do you think is, is the thread of, of good interviewing? Oh God. And I don't think I'm a good interviewer. So that's a hard one for me to say. Um, wait, 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 wait. Why don't you think you're a good interviewer? Why don't I? 
Yeah. Um, like, could you make a case as to why you're not no, a good interviewer? Probably not. I just, I, was, I mean, I enjoy it. I, to me, again, I'm just having conversations, but sometimes I, they go well, sometimes they, I think they all go fine, but I wouldn't say by any means am I a great interviewer. I'm also not saying I'm a shit interviewer. I've just, okay. it's something I've not... never had a problem with your interview style. Okay. Go ahead. Fair enough. All yeah. Right. I don't, I appreciate I, that. yeah, I think you're just a fine interviewer, but go on. <laughs> but I think, I think when you're, when you're talking about some of the greats, um, you know, some of it probably is just natural ability, right? They, but also mm -hmm. knowing your, knowing like the research behind it and, and often knowing you don't always need to have that depending on the style, but um, you know, like I joke that I'm, I, I know, a whole lot about or a whole lot of nothing about a lot right so mm -hmm. i know mm -hmm. snippets of lots of things but not a wealth of knowledge over one particular topic so i think when i yeah. get to if it's some some more complex or whatever i may struggle to find where i want to take it right unless just a natural conversation mm -hmm. you just get along that easy with somebody um if you're trying to push it you know just i don't have the same research skills that i'm um, in knowledge carry that, that a lot of people do have so that's what i would say yeah hmm. yeah when do you um when do you feel like you you realize not when what was the thing at work when you were sort of going through that transition what what was the thing that you had to say that you felt was was really important was it an like not necessarily in cases because you find yourself going oh the things that i say people are responding to mm -hmm. But then you just mentioned that you have like a work motto, right? Yeah, because yeah. you have you affect positive change. So how do you go from the the realization and now I have a I have a motto, right? Can you compare like maybe what that early motto might have been? Or did well, you have an early motto? I think that's part of it. There wasn't one. There was mm. I mean, I probably so how to answer that. So when I was younger, and um, even like I said, through college, a bit of a partier, I, I was, and I still have some, I was lazy, right? Um, so unless I was really excited about it, uh, right? I had a hard time connecting with it, right? So I not that, totally and, you know, get that. And again, that. I didn't excel in school, but it had nothing to do with my ability. It was just, I just didn't care about a lot of it. So it's really hard to connect with content if you don't like it. Um, but like, is it like you'll find when there's things I do like, I'm all over it, and I can retain and, and and really get into it. My my middle son is very much like that. I can see him struggling a bit in school, but you know, he, I'll ask him basic questions. He'll have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, and then I'll say, "Hey, how did boxing go?" And he'll explain the entire lesson, how many kicks of each thing he did, and to what bag, and right. who taught him. I'm like, I'm like, how did you just do that? He's like, well, I like it. I'm like, yeah, I know. So it, it's everyone learns differently. Um, but yeah, I like that. I, the concept of having a motto or, or a phrase or a mantra, right. right? Yeah. Because I'm in marketing when everybody says like, oh, what's your brand? I want to vomit. Yeah. But when I'm in yoga class and somebody says like, you know, hold this mantra in your head, uh, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, because, I'm, in. You know, I'm on that one. <laughs> yeah. Cultural <laughs> appropriation. Um, yeah. But so, so frame, framing things is, is really interesting. How, how much, um, how much do you feel like you've been author of, of the journey versus experiencer of it? Oh, more experiencer than author. Tell and me, tell me why. 
Well, and I'm thinking just about your previous question about was there uh, a motto or something mm-hmm. versus before. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I went through this phase where, you know, I, I fell into a job I didn't like. I didn't love mm-hmm. by any means. I did it well, but I didn't. It was paying the bills. My priorities changed. Kids came. Yeah. You know, everything life. happened the way. It, yeah. Life happens, right? Fuck it. Yeah. You, you roll with it. And then yeah. um, <sighs> repeat the last part of your question. Oh, fuck. The gummies are kicking in. <laughs> Oh, um, are you more author or right, right. experiencer? Yes, yes. So yeah, for the longest time, I didn't have really any guiding yeah. anything. I just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. went with it. Yeah. Um, and now, again, in my age, um, I've finally in the last, say, six, seven, eight years maybe, started mm. to take back control of some things that I have. Not that I felt like I ever missed anything out on anything, but pushing more for things that I want to do and things I want to be happy with and, and things that excite me. So like, even like this, this podcasting stuff, like this is great. Mm -hmm. I would never Mm -hmm. have found myself in this kind of Avenue, but it worked out well. And I'm glad I've embraced it and running with it and met such an amazing community. So yeah, you, you start saying yes to more things and uh, some cool shit starts happening. I feel like Gen X is bringing some fabulousness to the midlife crisis. Right. Like what was the former, you know, like what are the tropes of midlife crises? Like the dudes buy cars and then women get facelifts. Like those have been the old tropes of like, what, how do you know somebody's in a midlife crisis? I feel like for Gen Xers, it's, we're going back to the nineties. Like we're reclaim, we like, we reclaim our time. I know I'm not wrong because I I, go on. Yeah. I just bought the first snowboard I've bought since I was 17. Right. Right. And yeah. I'm like, next year I'm going the X Games. So whatever, you know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm going to be crushing that half pipe. Fucking no, so right. I was playing volleyball a couple weeks ago for the first. So I was going to the gym and there was a, I, I work at a university and there was yeah. a volley, a club volleyball tournament. It wasn't yeah. even like actual, you know, like, uh, it wasn't the higher level competitive volleyball. <laughs> it wasn't NCAA volleyball. It was club volleyball. And I just, I heard the shouts first and then I heard the sounds of the balls and it was like, I was a dog and like things started firing in my brain and my tail started wagging. And I like went in and I sat there and I must've looked psychotic, right? Because I'm wide-eyed, slack-jawed. I'm asking, can I go sit? And I got to watch the last set. Long story short, the, the kid, there was a family of three and they, they needed a, fourth they didn't realize it they were playing a twos game and they were down one so i asked if they could play and i we were having a great time and i was moving around and it was like my body hadn't forgotten and i i did they ball fell short in front of the net and i went to pancake i don't know if you know volleyball so i threw myself pancake so when you pancake a volleyball you're basically throwing your body onto the floor and you're reaching your hand out your you're basically stretched out as far as you can yeah, yeah. in the hopes that the ball will hit the top of your hand oh, against the floor and bounce against the floor. So you're like gotcha. sliding. Right. And it usually ends in a roll a recovery okay. roll, which I did at 43 and I landed on my feet. It was like 
when you drop a cat in the tub and they don't yeah. know what happened. It was just like so disorienting, but, you but also it. like, oh, I guess I remember how to do that. So you too can go to the X Games See, is what I'm trying you. to say. But I mean, prior to this, my goal was to learn curling at some point and be oh. old because I think that's the only sport I probably have a legitimate chance of. And I saying legitimate very loosely uh, a chance of winning a gold medal with. So you know, can I be on your team? Because when yeah. Al was doing the, when he was Instagramming up the curling place, wherever he was, when he was doing, yes, we were open. Yeah. I was so jealous. Yeah. And I'm not, not, I'm not putting anything against curling. I know it's a very hard, very challenging sport, but I like stuff like that. And I feel like I, I, I could do it, but I've never I learned. So I, I, I'm a late bloomer, but it'll, uh, it'll pick up. Of course it will. I think you're right on time. <laughs> That's what I've started sell- telling myself. Cause I, we are very similar. We have, we have similar paths. Um, um, and I had like an 11 year college career. took me 11 years. And I'm not a doctor, obviously, but like (laughs) if you had told me then, Hey, you're going to be in there for 11 years anyway, might as well just get the doctor and do surgery. I would have been like, can you just trade? I would have been like, it's 97. I'm going to see Pearl Jam. You can't can't like trade up those years for a doctor. No, you can't trade those in. Mm -mm. Nope. They don't let you. They're like coupons. Um, But but (laughs) so, so how, how do you, what do you think has been the best thing about being a late bloomer and the hardest thing about being a late bloomer? Oh God. Just digging this one. eh? Um, Dude. no, I know. I'm Come kidding. on. We, we'll talk letter Kenny the, soon. The It'll be ba- light uh, soon. Uh, we don't need, no, no, we don't need to. Uh, we can talk whatever you want. This is your show. I'm just here. Okay, say it again. <laughs> oh, I got, you, oh, no, you, know, sure you can't make me repeat good. questions. The further we get into this interview, the more I'm going to lose them. Twenty. We're doing our best here. I know. So, we got, wait. We got this. <laughs> the, the best thing and the hardest We're saying thing. about being a late bloomer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think you said the best thing. And, and the, the worst hardest, thing and the, and the hardest thing or worst thing yeah whatever um i don't know i don't know if there's the best thing about being i mean I, i'm i think i'm mature enough and i know i say that loosely as well <laughs> uh, to realize how awesome a lot of things are and i approach them differently my mentality is completely different. like i'm a highly logical thinker believe it or not mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. i i, I, I found i found myself um taking to things actually better now than I would when I was younger, when I was more of a space cadet. Right. Mm. So now that Mm -hmm. I can think logically about things, I can apply that to anything. So if I pick up a football, I'm like, I know what I need to do. Boom, 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 boom. Here's the, here's the steps that need to do that. Right. Um, Little things like that. So I I have that realization and I really enjoy getting into things now. Um, Mm. I'm not as nervous to try them. Right. Um, Right. The hardest thing. Yeah. Is, is, yeah, I'm not old by any means, but I'm old enough that I'm starting to feel it, right? And so anything that's there's it's usually a longer journey to get to um, get to anything great within those areas of whatever it is you choose to do. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just fun. I'm just glad I am where I am, and I'm glad I do what I do, and I try the things I try. What has been your um, favorite new skill that you've picked up? Podcasting. Yeah. Does that count? I mean, yeah. that's yeah. I so you I, you were were building decks prior to the deck that you built. Oh no! Oh well, that's okay. Well, if you want to put go that route, yes. No, I was want, not. No, I mean, podcasting is a skill. I was thinking more like, you know, that. Okay, that's fair <laughs> one too. So you you are right. Um, I know I've made a lot of jokes about my woodworking stuff, and I don't do a lot of it, but I do genuinely enjoy it. Um, again, how much have you done? 
Uh, I've made my son's bed. I've made the deck. I made a big ass planter out front. I made a picture frame, but those that recall took me two tries because it didn't go well the first time. Um, I made, oh, I made our whole shoe rack in the front of our house. Um, so what, what would, do you, so, so if, if I was a budding woodworker, mm-hmm. what would you recommend as a beginning project? See, you're missing one element. I'm really cheap. So I can't really make a proper recommendation. So I'm, I'm using mom. like, I know. Okay. So I'm using like the cheapest shit I can find and then just making it work. Like there's no, I go into the store and I see, oh, I need two by six. Well, there's yeah. Two by six. And I guess it's Oak and it's like 50 bucks for a board or there's this pine piece. It's kind of soft, but whatever. It only cost me $6. So, you know, okay. it, it's, it's not, it was more, only a couple of cases we need to choose specific items. Like we mm. made my son's bed. And even that we didn't use anything. Um, like we didn't any, use any real wood. It was all like, um, oh my God, like fabricated shit. Yeah. Uh, because it's more guaranteed to be straight. Right. right. A lot of, when you buy a lot right. of boards and they're, they're warped and they're all hell right. hell. So uh, when you get the MDF and, and other things like that, that are manufactured, they're typically are straight as an arrow. And uh, so we use that, but no, I mean, nothing particular. I just, I like doing it. It's fun. We have mm. the tools. Um, I like to work with my hands and it's kind of therapeutic for me on the times that I've really given, gotten into a project. So when did the hat collection start? Oh, oh, to what it is now, I'd say in recent years, but I've always been a hat guy. Um, I've always like, I, I've, I remember one of my first really excited hats I had was a purple and black Toronto Raptors hat. When they first came out, I wore that thing to death. Loved it. Um, I had a, oh, I'm going to forget the, it's actually, it was a US NCAA team and I can't remember which one it was, but I, I and I'm not a sports guy, right? Go sports. Yeah. Go and sports I, ball. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have even been able to tell you what sport they played, but I loved the hat. So I bought it. It was like white and the writing was blue. Someone can tell me what that might be. Um, I think it had a D, but either way, yeah, it, it did. It, it probably did. And I loved it. Right. I even, there yeah. was a hat I once bought at an airport that was, it had a can of leaf on. I loved it. I didn't even need to fly anywhere. I went back to the airport into the area just so I could buy two more of them for when they, when they broke. Um, so I've always enjoyed hats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if I, I'd stock up on ones that I really liked. And then in, yeah, more recent the last 10 years, especially I've started getting really connected to certain ones. I get excited about them. Um, and, and I, I was just, I don't know. I just like hats and my, well, there's nothing. And I don't think there's anything wild or spectacular. Like my, none of them are expensive. Well, they're nothing well, fancy. Well. I just, there's certain things I look at them. Like I really like that hat. That's, um, that's great. I want to know what makes the hat, the hat for you. Like what it, there's what no, the hat? there's no rule of thumb. I typically like something. I, I obviously most of them are ball caps. Yeah. Um, flat brim is newer to me. Like this, this isn't totally flat, but the flatter yeah. style is yeah, yeah. something I've only acquired the last few years. Um, it's, I don't know. There's nothing that particularly stands out. It's usually unique to some degree. Mm. Um, like I don't want just a standard old, uh, black blue jays hat right like right. I'll, I'll wear it but i'm not super excited there has to be something something about it that stands out to me like uh, i know you can see some of the ones behind me on the wall uh i mean so, yeah like talk me through some of them yeah so, well hold on let me just i'll get okay so like, and ladies this, and gentlemen this is now a tour of matt's hat yeah yeah so this one as an example is I, it's kind of hard to see i'll see if i can get okay there you go oh so it's yeah. a it's a map of canada 
where in the Canada is so there's the US this, this is the US right here yeah 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 right and this is all the provinces across the top here so it's it's a map like Atlas formed yeah. to a hat with a cork beep beak I and love beak it. is the correct term yeah or brim whatever you okay brim I've never heard beak I yeah. didn't know if that was Canada anyways for... no no not necessarily I think I just said beak for some reason but no, fine. that one I loved I found it at like a market somewhere and I was absolutely in love with it I picked it up and it's it's pretty worn out now i don't wear it very often uh, but when i first wore it even i, I loved it. i go out and there'd be people stop me like that's a top 10 hat i'm like right like i'm glad you see that i'm getting excited i'm like yeah i know it's amazing so um i look for <laughs> things like, like that. a talking piece too now yes yeah yes. I, wear, I wear a lot of color when i can I mean, i'm obviously wearing a bright yellow shirt um, yeah i like colors they're they're fun so they are fun so yes i have a mix of everything but that that's one of my favorite hats that i just showed you and where where did you get that again it was just at a vendor at a market downtown Toronto. Oh, wow. Okay. I was I was walking so, by and I stopped. There was hats and I, he had a whole bunch of them. And I'm like, I like I bought two of them. I think that floral one up in the corner there is also. Uh, well done, Weatherman. From, from that same, right? Yeah. This this hat here, <laughs> you'll notice in this general area, yeah. you're experiencing cat. <laughs> um, where uh, the farthest, the hat that is from the farthest location oh god i don't know i don't know what kind of okay. question is that i don't know what is a totally normal <laughs> question well it's fair enough fair enough um if you wait 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 okay you're the man who's collecting hats from and for all different sorts of reasons and me asking where the furthest is from is weird all right fair enough aficionado whatever Much? You made your point, okay, Case? You made your well, point. Well, so you don't have an answer yet, though, No, Matt. well, they're not, none of them are from anywhere unique, to be honest with you. Um, Just all some market in Toronto? Yeah, like that. <laughs> obviously, there's like three of them up there that were from a box that came from Jared Kiso. So that's pretty cool. Um, this one is from a boat launch in Bob Cajun, Ontario. Oh, okay. I think, the, oh, the one up top here is my buddy's company, Lax Life. He's a professional lacrosse player. And that's from him. This one, sorry, this is hard. I'm trying to point for those. You only. The one decided is is a company called Headster, and they have like kids' hats. So I don't know. So on and so forth. They're just trying my best to do the old weather. I loved it. No, I loved it. Just I'm I'm thinking about our audience. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I forgot where we were for a second. (laughs) Uh oh. See, I this don't even have well. I don't even have the live stream up for this reason. Oh, fuck. So let's go to our pals. Um, I'm gonna start with a, a friend question from Michelle, okay. our Sudbury pal. Questions for Matt. Tell me about your childhood. Oh god. That's so broad. Um what shows cartoons did you watch on Saturday morning? Favorite oh, show nice. and serial? What are all your retro kid gear? Where okay. all, yeah, retro. Yep. Okay. What were those again? Retro, Retro kid. kid gear. Uh-huh. What shows, cartoons did you watch on Saturday morning? Shows, and favorite cartoons. show and serial. And serial. Okay. Yeah. I, had, I wrote them down because we're not good. doing so good at remembering the questions. So I'm making myself notes on, on bills. Way to <laughs> scaffold yourself. <laughs> right. So uh, retro. let's start with retro because they kind of tie. Yeah, this retro kid stuff. I've got a whole bunch. I've got a Camp Caribou. Uh, we got a Beetlejuice sweater, Flintstone sweater, uh, Degrassi shirt, uh, Raccoons, which is an old Canadian cartoon show. Um, 
uh, CBC sweater, and a couple other things. So really enjoy that retro kid brand. Is that in Toronto? Um, they just they're bringing me right back. So you were talking about already us um, going back and everything we're doing these days is throwing it back, right? Yes, yeah. I'm living it right now. It's this this brand is my people, and they're they're celebrating this shit. Um, shows and cartoons. Oh yeah, I was a big cartoon guy. I kind of watched them all. Like I was right down. Like Looney Tunes was always a a big one of mine. Um, my pet monster was a huge one. And if any of these are Canadian and you don't know, then I don't remember. But um, my pet monster, my pet monster. Yeah, it was this kid who had a stuffed animal and it was a little, it was blue and purple monster. He had handcuffs on and then he'd turn the key <sighs> in the handcuffs and the handcuffs would come off and then he would come to come to life and he'd hang out with him and his friends. What? It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, I think his name was Monty, uh, Monty, Monty, the monster. And then there was like another monster who was always trying to capture him and his friends would save him. And it was awesome. He's a scary looking thing. He's oh, you looking him up? blue with purple jowls and yeah. like fangs and a teal nose. And he was awesome. Eyes. And he like growled when he talked. It was amazing. That's fantastic. Mm. No, we never had, well, maybe we did. I don't know. I, I didn't get out much as a kid. No, that that was that was for sure one of the ones that always stood out to me. Uh, I was the beginning of the Power Rangers era. Mm-hmm. At some point, I mm-hmm. I, I I loved them. Um, the like old early. The, the OG Billy yeah, yeah, the Blue sh- Ranger. All that shit afterwards. Oh, it just it's terrible. But crap. My kids make me watch it, and I'm like, can we just go back Ta- to the Tommy and the Green Ranger series? Right. Oh my god, you can't. That was some of the best television at that Dude, time. When he when Tommy. Mm. No, I, it sent me. It sent yeah. everybody at the time. Yeah, it was that was it was very stressful. I remember coming home <laughs> from school, waiting for that next episode to watch so I could figure what was going on. It was something it was I thought about stressful. all day. It was that was our first experience with like a stressful TV. I think it was, <laughs> was Tommy oh and the Green Ranger. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like the right. first. When did you watch storylines or anything like that before? You didn't watch storylines. No, you, just, you well, watched a cartoon I mean... that made you laugh, and that was it. Well, I know because I watched Thundercats. True. Thundercats was pretty freaking dramatic, okay. and that was okay. early 80s. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. There are some Mum, other ones, but Mum Ra? That dude was scary as shit. <laughs> Matt, when he he was the original, like bleh. you remember um yeah. is that Beetlejuice too? Do you know what I'm talking about? But Mum Ra? No, no, I'm oh, my no. You're jumping timelines timeline here. Yeah, I'm jumping timelines. No, do, so in Beetlejuice, doesn't yeah. isn't doesn't he remember? There's a scene where Michael Keaton turns to somebody, and you see his. It's almost like his face opens up, but you see it from behind, and it's a bunch of snakes. Yeah. Okay. Vaguely. It's been a long time. So in the intro to Thundercats, there's okay. like a scene where Mumra's like mummy things are flying in the air. And yeah. like, I bet you if you laid over like we could create a meme. The weed has kicked in. <laughs> this is a great question. This Michelle. is going well. <laughs> I love Cartoons. it. Oh, it's, it's, I forgot about cereal. Show um, and cereal. Favorite show? My Pet Monster? Yeah, I'd say yeah. that's definitely a top. Even Camp Caribou. Okay. I'm wearing the fucking shirt, the sweater. I, okay. It was great. That's a Canadian classic as well. Yeah. Um, living camp kids living their best life skits and jokes and songs. And <laughs> I got a head like a ping pong ball. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And so, then serious cereal. cereal uh, yeah. Fruit loops was definitely a top lucky charms was in there. Um, corn pops. I was a big fan of. Yeah. Corn. There's pops. a few. There's, there's a few. Nice. nice. 
Yeah. What was high school like for you? Uh, high school. Fun? Fun. I'm going to go with fun. I got stoned yeah. a lot. I got stoned a lot in high school. Yeah. 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 Smoked, smoked a lot of weed in high school. Um, but it was fun. Like I had, I found a lot yeah. of good, I, I met a lot of good people in high school. I didn't, there wasn't a lot of issue amongst our, I think I was fortunate enough to be in with, I'd say the right people, but even a school as a whole didn't have a lot of drama. Um, or if there was, it was a weird, we used to joke about like my close knit group. All of us seemed to have friends that were associated to other groups within the the school. So we kind of got a lot that we were friends with them all. We got along with everyone to some degree. So we just had a good time. Um, drank a lot yeah i just had a lot of fun so <laughs> i was but i was shy as well like i said as uh right have, which is probably why i like to drink and with my friends because it would bring me out of my shell a little bit more how how many were in your kind of group that had like i'd say our close-knit group was like yeah six to eight six people or so or at tops like that was there was really like a core th- two or three of us like i had two or three really close friends and then we all just kind of spiraled out from there right um yeah, my, my, that was my exact high school experience. So there were six, there was like a core of like four or three, and then I moved and it, we became six. And then by the time we all got to high school, there was like between six and eight Yeah. Um, girls that we, we all just hung out. And yeah. I was the theater, um, sports, volleyball, and then Chandra was shyer and like the smartest of all of us and collected Pez Dispens. And was like all honor student and like Kelly and Sally played tennis and Aaron did debate. We all were different and we all, but we, the six of us were like tight knit and we were really surprised to hear at one of our reunions that people thought we were a click. Okay. Did that, did anybody? No, no, nothing I guess that that. happens less with guys probably. I don't know. I mean, our our group was weird and in all fairs, I don't, I I never even stayed close a lot beyond high school either. So maybe that says a lot about how close some of them actually were. I mean, I loved all the people I knew, but you know, from high school, I think I only really stay in contact with three people. Right. Um, And the other thing that I always laughed about, I was really awkward um at least I felt I was because I had troubles connecting with people or that like maybe because mm. I was shy and whatever but some of my closest friends were always the biggest sports people which made yeah. no sense to me because I don't play sports I don't know anything about sports I, I know what they are of course and I've been to games but did I'm you not... go support them yeah of course like so you dug best... going to sport you like going to the sports ball i, I liked going with my friends right it wasn't about oh, the sport. okay so like yeah. one of my absolute closest friends growing up played triple a <laughs> hockey right and actually the, oh, yeah. one of the first Fuck time yeah. the first time we met and i i may i think this is why we became friends this very first time because i think i balanced him out in some way um i moved in across the street from this guy kevin and um for the first like six months, didn't say a word. Again, I was so shy, blah, blah, blah. This is a true story. We were in grade six and I remember going to school and he was in my, he was not in my class, but I, we went on the same bus and all this shit. And um, he comes up to me one day and he in the line for the bus and he goes, Hey, you live across the street, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. And he runs away. That was our first interaction. <laughs> Second interaction I'm watching him from my window because I'm a shy, lonely kid in this new street. And he saw that and then waved at me and I closed the blinds. So I didn't know what to do. Fast forward, I think a few days later that week, he knocks on my door 
and I'm like, gas. Oh, I'm like, oh shit, it's it's him. Like, because I've seen the guy across the street. It looks like he's my age. My he could be friends. And he says, you want to come watching him through the tiny. Yeah, I'm creepy across the street. Creepy as fuck. And he says, uh, hey, uh, I'm Kevin. Do do you want to come play hockey? And I said, sure. I didn't have a stick. I'd never played hockey in my life. Holy fuck. So but off I go with this guy who I find out is like a rep hockey player already and his friends who are all into this. And then there's me. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, I think. It was one of those, everyone there was laughing at me so hard. And I've always been a laugh at myself too. So I realized what an idiot I looked like. And we just laughed. And I think that moment was, he's like, all right, you're my friend now. Cause I just, maybe it was for humor's sake early on, but I just, I would get in like, oh, let's play hockey. How do you play? What's, <laughs> which, which way do I go? And I knew nothing. Um, and our friendship took off from there. <laughs> so oh my God. it's a fucking true story. <laughs> Oh, yes. Matt. I still talk to the guy today. Oh, my God, Matt. <laughs> it's super awkward as fuck. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's friendship on site, 100%. Yeah. 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 He's like, this guy's different. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a keeper. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, oh yeah. man. Sometimes that's how you make friends. I think that's always how you make friends. I having a sense of humor mm -hmm. is is critical. How much of your how much of your humor is um like intentional versus organic? I like oh. these comparisons, right? I I I like to believe that most of it's organic. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely there's mm -hmm. moments where I where I push it and when and try to get people going even around the house I, I yelled at all like all my kids already my three-year-old is a smart ass and Jen, yeah. Jen yells at me all the time she's like this is all your fucking fault. yeah and I'm like I know like I yeah. can't I can't deny it my kids are shooting jokes back at me and I get mad sometimes I'm like nope I did this I 100% encourage this because I fucked with them since day one and this is all they know so yeah it, it's a real blend but I'm always very aware even even if it's not forced I'm like hey that was kind of stupid <laughs> right even if it came out naturally um yeah um i like to laugh right i like making people laugh yeah i find this super satisfying and i wonder if you can relate um i i have this i've i've observed recently because i'm in therapy and i'm you know doing a lot of yoga yeah. Um, just doing some inventory. Right. And I've noticed a lot that when I'm at work, I, I don't care about being professional. If I know I can say something that will make people laugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, not vulgar, not crass, but I, I just find myself making that choice. Like, I don't care if I seem unprofessional and yes, we all have a laugh. I'm laughing. We're all laughing. I just don't, I don't see the point in not trying to make people laugh because yep. I think people take life too seriously in general. I think I'm the same with you, like you as work. Um, I, I often find myself sometimes I feel like I'm pushing the envelope or I'll get like Jen will hear me on a call. She's like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, why? Like, it, cause I'm like, why I'm not? At like, me, bro. <laughs> I'm like, if this wasn't work and all these people, most, not all of them, but a lot of people we talked to them, this is how we'd be talking. But because right. we're at work where there's this, this, you know, bubble over and says you have to be this and yes there's professionalism like you said not vulgar and you know mm -hmm. your lines mm -hmm. you know if you cross those lines you you need to just 
scale it back a bit yeah. um, and realize that you're kind of going into a dark place, but read the yeah. room. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I make jokes all the time uh, yeah. uh, at work and wherever I'm setting. And, and I used to laugh, like, again, the hat thing, since we've been home, all my work calls, I wear a hat in the yeah. office. We were still okay. Semi-casual sure. like jeans, jeans and a collar. Yeah. When home, I started doing, it. I remember going to my boss one day, because I think I really became myself in a work setting when I worked from home. I felt more comfortable in the mm. space, the, the office I've created over time. Mm-hmm. This thing has really evolved. Um, and I remember talking to my boss one time, like, listen, I, I do, th- is this okay? Like, no one's told me this is not in our, in our dress code. I know that. Nobody <laughs> said it. We've no, nobody said a thing, right? And he, and he laughed. Right. He's like, you know what? You're comfortable. You're doing a good job. Just you'll, you'll, you'll have the smarts to know when it's not okay. You, you do you. I'm like, wow. He really just put full trust. And it wasn't even like he was setting me up. It felt very genuine. Like who am I to tell you, you know, this is what you, that makes you comfortable and how you feel good. And we get good work out of you. Then fuck it. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt good to be supported from a leadership perspective. I know everyone doesn't get that out there, but um, there are some good leaders out there. How do you, do you see yourself becoming well, like how, how do you see yourself as a leader? Like, what is your leadership perspective, philosophy? Philo- I don't know if I have a philosophy, philosophy necessarily, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, even though I'm not in a direct leadership role, like with people mm-hmm. under me, I'm very much in a leadership role. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of influence over a lot of the projects I work with. Um, a big part of my job is getting other people's buy-in and support and, um, know how behind things. And I think I do it well. I think it's just, I, I, I believe I disconnect with a lot of people very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, like I've talked about, I've positioned myself in my career where I'm doing things that I enjoy That's and right. I'm driving again, my mantra, positive change. Therefore I'm more excited about it. And I've been told on multiple occasions that they can, people can see that my passion and my excitement yeah. about what I do. And they're like, Oh, we want to help you. Yeah. Um, so if I'm doing I've led teams where I don't really like the work and there's a very different, like I'm doing, I'm going through the motions, but um, I like to be in a position where I'm also supporting people doing work that we both are into. Mm. Um, And then that's when I really thrive. When did you, did you learn that early or is that a a late, a late very late thing? Yeah. That for me too. And you know what? I, going back to that late, late bloomer thing. I don't, I don't know if this sits with you, but I feel like the experience that I crafted in my early twenties, cause I was by no means unintentional in anything that I did. I knew what I was doing in my twenties. I was making decisions. Yeah. I, I will never not own my decisions or say, oh, I was too drunk or, oh, no. I was too. Oh yeah. No, I dude. can look back and go, that was stupid as fuck. But I, I, I know what I did. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> I knew what choices, but even in the moment I knew, mm-hmm. I even felt like I knew what I was risking. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like 43 for me has been the most adult I felt. Yeah. Like I still felt like in my mid twenties up until 40, I think just mentally. And just, so like, when do, when did you grow up? Oh, I still haven't. You still, you don't think you don't feel like you're adulting yet. Yes. And no. 
I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm no, I'm not quite 40 yet. I'm pushing it. Um, but I, 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 yeah, but I know, but it's, it's the realization I hear you. So the things that make me feel like I've, I'm older is recovery from any fucking thing. Even if it's drinking, it's always, it's always like, I need to make sure if I'm going to do this, that it's worth the pain I'm going to feel tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that if the balance isn't there, it's like it's two beers and I'm done. Like, yep, that's right. I, I'm smart enough to make those choices now and realize what's on the line for what's to come. <laughs> yeah. Um. So things like that, um, work wise, I've definitely matured, but I still stay who I am. Um. So I'm yeah. still I'm still kind of a goofball at times. Um. Yeah. I, I, and the weirdest thing is like, again, I have three kids, but just saying that even now, I'm like, the f- I have fucking three kids, like. They it's let weird. me take them home. I, I, I often, you know, right? <laughs> who did this? Like, why did they do this? And then the 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 idiot in me is like, ah, I, I I can prove I did it three times, right? Like, so it's, it just shows how much how much I've grown up, right? Yeah, totally. It's, it's hard to, yeah, you can't accept them all. And, and the reality is, yeah, you're like, I'm still young, but you're not, and you you you're just getting there, but you roll with it. Um, yeah, I always look in the family room, like, there's fucking three of them. Like, and I say it like that in my head. Yeah. What piece of advice would, do you wish you could give your sons that they would actually follow? Try everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I've said that to them before. Um, I want them to, and I, obviously that's within reason. Like, don't don't go try don't go try murder. It's not not something that I would recommend. Right. <laughs> Right. Don't try that. It's not okay. But within the confines of reality, try everything. I there I yeah. shied away from so many things early on because of shyness and lack of confidence and things of that nature. Now, tr- even trying things new now, I'm like, fuck, like, I love it. But why didn't I do that so long ago? Right? right. How did I not know that this was as good as this is? Because I said no at some point based on what? Nothing. No one fucking yeah. told me. Right. So even food, um, I've only yeah. in the last number of years really started to explore food a lot, but I'm like, fuck, there's so many good things. The amount of Nutella yeah. I've eaten in the last three years. Cause I never, cause I said no to it for fucking 35 years. Oh my God. I am crushing jars of that shit. Right. It's stupid things like that. But I'm like, so I tell my kids, I'm like, I don't care if you don't like it, but try it. Yeah. Just put it in your fucking mouth. And go, and then and then either yeah. spit it right, and either spit right. it out or go. Right. Oh, you were right, Dad. That's right. But make a conscious decision on things. Don't ever just assume. So that's what I mean by try everything. Like I really want them to have that mentality: is that try everything, and then advocate for yourself. Right? Mm. There, you realize that one, and, mm. and I think Al talked about this a bit last uh, at his as well. Is mm. you know you're never going to know unless you just ask, right? And yeah. A lot of people just roll over and say, okay, that's the way it is, whatever. But you ask, stand up for yourself and don't be a dick, but know that you matter and, and do your thing. So yeah, things like that. Yeah. Things like that. That's a good one. It's just, it's got me thinking about, you know, the gravity of, of raising two white men in America um, not to get really deep, but I think yeah. about that a lot. These, you know, like the things that you think about as a parent and the things that you want to model for them and um, you're crafting the future. Mm-hmm. Like people don't, I don't, I don't think I understand what that means as far as being a parent, you know, like, no. I, 
influencing reality that isn't realized because yeah. they're gonna exist in that yeah mind blowing. how do you yeah i don't even know how you mm. you can't right <laughs> right everything right. you think we know is wrong right right and like like even like we have an ongoing argument about letting the kids play things like video games and and get screen time and all that shit and this has been a big issue you hear that conversation all the time oh how much screen time i'm screen time blah 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 but here's the fucking reality. We are in a technology-driven world where everything out there is done using technology. Like, yes, there are aspects you can take your life in, in more minimalist ways and do whatever. That's fine. But right. if you have any intentions to go any form of, uh, best way to put like a more of a mainstream sort of lifestyle, you need to know these things. And every day we don't let our kids interact with technology they're behind right so you'll see kids who have hauled all this have all this time and then they get into school and they're starting to do you know you know robotics and things like that well a lot of those kids started playing video games like and i don't i'm not a, not advocating for that either but it's it's a weird battle room where a lot of things that we think should be wrong actually can be interpreted and spun as a positive for their future in quantity so it's like where's the balance and uh Maybe this is where Gen X needs to step up. Maybe, maybe we're the ones who need to say something, something different can be true. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. I don't, yeah. I don't want to get. No. Nah. Anyway. Let's <laughs> take a question from the gallery. ACP <laughs> asks Matt, could you post some more dog pictures in the Discord? Sure. How is Moose? Moose is good. I'm loving. I'm loving him more lately. I don't know what it was. I was talking the other day. I'm like, again, I've always loved my dog, but I definitely went through a period where I just was annoyed by him a lot. Mm. Maybe I, you know, you do that with your kids too, right? You just go through a period. You're like, fuck, they're annoying. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I yeah. went through that with Moose, and I'd say just in the last couple months, I really started to connect with him more. Um, he's he's just he's a really good dog. Um. We're very, we're fortunate. I mean, he has his medical shit and yeah. that's always going to be a thing now. We know later on in life, he's going to have issues with arthritis and other shit, mm -hmm. but he's a good fucking dog. He's like such he, a he, he, he just, he just he plays and he's, a is goof. he nearby? No, he's not. He sleeps mm -hmm. about 80% of his life. Yeah. But when he's awake, he's a monster and it's awesome. And he jumps around and frolics and, you know, jump bounces like a gazelle around the living room and then he'll pass out for nine hours so right does he love yeah. the snow oh yeah loves the snow he loves the water he loves Good being boy. outside outside yeah yeah outside yeah oh is that the word is that how you say it no 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 I, no actually like he, what is how does he know when he's going out uh he I, we don't have to say anything he senses it oh he senses it like he'll know like i'll put my jacket on say 15 times a day to go but there's right. somehow he catches and I will say nothing. I won't touch his leash. I'll put on my jacket. Suddenly he'll jump up and like, how do you know? How do you possibly know that I'm about to grab your shit and go? He just knows. Dogs know. Yeah. But at Listen, this time, but this on. time of night to, 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 for the reality check on the opposite side, how lazy is when I'm done on this <laughs> and we go to bed, he'll be sleeping. And I'll have to take him out to go pee. It'll take mm -hmm. me 10 minutes to get him out of his bed. He will not, he just like flat out refuses to move. I have and if to you don't, he'll have an accident? 
no, no, he he'll just won't do anything, or he'll get up at four o'clock in the morning and decide he wants to wake piss. everybody up. Yeah. So I, it's like you have to go, and he'll look at me. He's wide awake. He's just like, I'm not moving. You're gonna have to literally pick me up if you want me to go. And I will flip his bed over. I drag him across the floor. I get yelled at by Jen, and she's like, "Stop!" I'm like, "How do I get this fucking? He's a hundred pounds. I can't just, <laughs> I can't just haul him out the door." And he will not move. So not a chihuahua. It's, no, this is a nightly battle, which I'm looking forward to having soon. Do you need um? Is that something like the dog whisper or? No, there's no, there's no fix. But he just doesn't want to get up. It's just a lazy oh, dog. No idea. No idea. It sounds like a him problem. <laughs> For sure, it is. <laughs> uh, Cassie asks, "What is your favorite aspect of being involved with the produce stand?" My favorite aspect you guys the community mm. for sure it is um i mean they, obviously everything around it are you know just being part of something i think that's the the most simplistic way to put it being part of something in the community i never expected i didn't know what i expected but i didn't expect this i didn't yeah. expect two years later to be hanging out with you know yourself and and interacting with a bunch of people who I don't, I, I was going to say the word stranger, but like, no, that's not it. It, it right. was at one point, but no, we're yeah. way beyond that. Um, and I, and I love what this has become. It's so much more than just a podcast and uh, yeah. So that everything was around crazy it. that night, that Thursday night before we went up to Sudbury. Funny enough. I was thinking about that even before it came on. I was like, I still remember when I had the mic and I was going, you and I sitting there and just like, Hey, Hey kids, how you doing? Back and forth. And and they were like, this is crazy. And having our yeah. part, our portion of our chat, I remembered very vividly. And uh, yeah, it was it was wild. I'm we we talk about that ourselves too. Like Al, Victor, Tanya, and I, the the random times we we are just the four of us, mm. and we're all blown away. It's blown away. It's amazing. Yeah, I think it, Mike asked that question too. Like, besides meeting us in person and virtually, what has been the best thing about your inclusion in the pod and just the like yeah what you said about community i think is that is that the same answer to that question yeah, yeah essentially yeah. it's just it's 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 special if you could take the success this is also from mike of the produce stand and parlay that into your own show what would it be about if you were able to do that i don't know so Funny enough, I would probably like to like my own kind of podcast show. Is that what mm -hmm. you think he's talking about? I think here? so. Yeah. It yeah. Would he, uh, yeah. Your yeah, own show. I, I suspect mine would be because I'm not very structured. Mm. Um, <laughs> not very good with some of that. I, I would imagine it would be more human interest style stuff, like sort of like what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, getting together with a few people, uh, loose, loose mm -hmm. sort of agenda, um, maybe centered around an overarching theme of some sort, but. Not. essentially just 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 hanging out man yeah um and, and and talking and if it's interesting enough for people to listen then awesome if not you get to spend some cool times with some friends and uh that's what i loved about this early on mm. was it was just we were in covid and right. we didn't interact with anybody and al brought this idea forward and it was mm. very cool and unique and i knew nothing about podcasts and we got to hang out with some good people every week and then it grew. yeah and then it grew yeah, it was it was my extracurricular activity um, that I could depend on, and I loved it. Love um, it. How how do you describe the magic that seems to have surrounded the podcast? <laughs> I fucking have no idea. 
It's unreal. Like when you talk about it to people, like, do you talk about it to people? Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, like, yeah. but those like, will listen. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So when you're like out in the out in the world and talking to people, like, how do you, how do you frame this? How do you describe this? Well, I, 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 I kind of, I see what, what their interest is as well. Like, I don't right. want to be the one that's like, oh my God, hey, hey, I don't, I barely know you, but did you hear him on a podcast? Like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no. <laughs> if it comes up or someone asks, you know, what'd you do the night or, or whatever, I'll be like, yeah, I did this. Or I'll casually say, um, somebody asked what my hat, I'm like, oh, it's from the mm-hmm. podcast I do. And if they're like, oh, what's podcast? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, then there's, there's interest. And then yeah, yeah I'll, I'll kind of say it's this and it's about letter Kenny. Um, and then I'll get some people who are like, who the fuck is letter? <laughs> what? Kenny? Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the ones like, oh, letter Kenny. And they, so there's only real two sides of letter Kenny fans. Either you've never heard of it. Right. Or you basically love it. There, there's love not it. much in between. Um, so yeah. And if they, if they, if they are interested, I just give them the rundown. Like, so we do. And I, I think one of the, I think I know one of the most common things I said is that one of the coolest things about what we do is we invite all of our listeners and friends on the show. Yeah. Um, and that's when this thing really changed. When we started doing that with, uh, with more consistency and to the point that it's just part of the show um, because I, I just love that. Well, everybody loves it because it's like letter. It's like we've created our own yeah. letter. Yeah. It's amazing. It's 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 very ensemble family felt, felt driven yeah. like it's driven by this thing and I think that we see that when we all see like when they shoot and we see all the behind the scenes on Instagram like yeah. you can get the sense just from watching them and how they behave yeah. that they have that relationship and it's been confirmed in interviews um that that's intentional yeah. and but we didn't, we discovered that later on. We didn't, yeah. we, we assumed that early on, but that's mm-hmm. what brings people together. Hockey brings well, people together. And that's how genuine the show is, right? You, right. You, can, you can have that kind of authenticity, even in something that's kind of sketchy and like, like sketch driven and all that without that connection that they have. And they, and they so clearly have. Um, and yeah, I think around like the watchers and viewers of the, of letter Kenny Shore Z, even as obscure as some of what the show is brings mm. some really amazing people together. And mm-hmm. I think why it does that. And I've thought about this for is the topics they cover, right? Um, they're nothing's really off grounds, even if they handle it in kind of out their ways or things that might at face value seem kind of what the fuck is going on. It's smart and very um, inclusive and, and, and other things. That, so I think it draws a lot of people with those shared personalities of, of, of community and, and accepting of everyone, regardless, um, center around this kind of show, the ones that get it, especially. Um, so it's natural mm. and it makes sense that we would find a group of individuals like yourselves that are the same fucking way. Yeah. Right? There's no, there's no bad blood in anything that we do in our interactions or after shows, the discord, the pre Twitter DM group, it's quite mind blowing, you know, with this many people who don't really know each other can interact so flawlessly and in all and, and it's not like we're saying hey how was your day like the conversations that happen are mind-blowing in a lot of cases but they're still all well intended and well received and um yeah very passionate awesome group it's because we were living our real world d- fantasies out yeah. in like 
That's all that was. Is I yeah. think it's a Gen X thing. I think it's a trademark of a generation. We yeah. were all dying to be seven strangers doing something together someday, right? Yeah. And that's how, that's definitely how I felt traveling, you know, in December. Yeah. And meeting you guys and having this technology, everything you said about tech. And I don't want my kids left like I don't want my kids being the ones who don't know what's going on right. in the world. Well, that's, I am that's it. fine with them knowing and me being old lady. I can do old lady shit, yeah. but I'm Gen X, so I will be doing cooler old lady shit. Yeah. Like I, I'm not worried about that, but they need to be. They need to. They need to yeah. know. Yeah, do I limit to, it? We have to yes. prepare them, right? Right, but I limit it only because they need to learn how to regulate their time. Yes, exactly. I have the self control to put my phone down. And it's hard and I have to work on it. And I, I'm 43. They definitely need, like, if, if I can habituate that now as a parent, then it's easier for them later that I don't want them to have to figure out like, oh, I'm addicted. So, you yeah. know, you don't get seven hours. You go to bed. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is about you, not about me. It's I just all good. So this, is about, uh, this is about us, man. We're marathon. We're marathoning. Allison, sit there and go. When are you going to wrap this shit up? <laughs> I got five minutes. You right. Five minutes. What? No. What's ninety minute mark? I don't know. Is that eleven? I wouldn't. I've been paying attention at all. Okay, Ask your well, questions, Casey. Whatever. Thank Ask you. Ask your questions. If you were buried up to your neck in a vat of boogers and a lump of poop was flung directly at your face, would you duck into the boogers or let the poop hit you? Duck into the boogers. That was from Mike. Yeah, Thank 100%. 100%. Uh, from, oh, Thanks our friend Down that. Under, Jack. How do you feel about continuing a podcast after you've already reached your goal of people wearing your face on T-shirts? <laughs> yes, because that was that was in our mission statement. <laughs> right. But seriously, what do you enjoy um, most about the experience of, be, of being a part of this podcast, which you already answered, <laughs> and what the podcast has become, oh your listeners? God. Also, when is he booking you for Hotel Austin? Oh, yes. And, I, and I, I'm and i sorry, Jack, I also owe you a response. I noticed the other day I missed a DM from him because um, I'm an asshole. So I, I, he want, I think he asked if I was going to come back on uh, the, their pod. And of course I am. Um, I will respond to you shortly. You heard uh, it here, folks. Yes, yes, yes. I realized that. I'm like, I've been so busy. I'm like, Fuck, I need to call. I need to message Jack back. Behind the produce stand exclusive. <laughs> um so the question was about what i enjoy most or yeah a part of being like most about the experience yeah mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's it's evolves um you know if it was static and we were just doing the same thing we did day one not that that's a bad thing necessarily um but i think we would have wouldn't have gone this far um, we would have enjoyed it for what it was, mm. uh, gone probably a couple seasons mm -hmm. and who, and who knows, right. Cause it right. is a passion from everyone, especially Al. Like, I think yeah. if Al wasn't enjoying himself, hundred percent, if Al wasn't enjoying himself, this would not be where it is. Oh like, yeah. There's no doubt. If there's any ever, ever any doubt in anyone, it, Al is the ship that keeps this thing going. Um, and we fucking when Al's done. We're all done folks. Yes. When Al says, I don't want to podcast That's right. anymore. Bye he's guys. our Forrest Gump. <laughs> he's, our glue, he's our glue. Um, but no, the, the evolution, I think is why this is still fun, right? It's, mm -hmm. you never know what's coming. Um, even when we think we're out of ideas, um, 
there we're not and there's more things coming in and everyone's i loved when we started introducing you know bring us your ideas and we mm-hmm. create shows because some of those have been some of the best episodes um because we've always just wished celebrating the show and i love that we we are just as inclusive i think in our podcast as the show is in itself where it's like nothing's off grounds we want to mm-hmm. talk to everyone we want whether you're a fan you're back behind mm-hmm. the scenes you're part of the show on screen um you just are someone else that likes the show somewhere else like it doesn't matter right um, we'll take him anybody this, this is it yeah and it, yeah. and it doesn't stay all on the script as well it's not all about letter kenny it's um our lives around it and that's also very cool so mm-hmm. yeah the biggest thing i think is i'm most excited and most proud of all this is the uh the evolution of it mm. and why it's still fun thank you Tobias asks, what was your biggest concern starting the produce stand and how has the podcast experience changed you? Uh, concern. I didn't, I didn't have any concerns. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if maybe if I had to have one, um, I could probably call out, um, it's going to sound terrible, but whether I was going to stay with it. Not mm. that I wasn't excited about it or yeah. anything like that. But again, I just know I have such a busy life and I'm like, am I going to be able to make time for this ongoing? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it very quickly became, of course, it's not even about making time. This is something I do and this is part of my life for, and yeah. uh, I'm very thankful for it. So yeah, I'd say maybe that was a concern early on is, is I don't want to let my friends down if I suddenly go, this isn't fun and duck out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, thankfully that didn't happen that way, but. That was that was certainly a concern. Um, and the second part of that was how has it changed you, this podcast experience? How has it changed me? Mm. You want one? This is, I'll be honest on this one. It has changed one of my opinions on a very close, close nation to Canada. Um, and that would be the US of A. Not that I had a super negative opinion, but I hadn't had a ton of positive experience with Americans. Um, oh n- n- nothing super out there but just there there's there's a viewpoint um of yeah. some places right and i'm sure you guys aren't oblivious to some of that um so even at, i've been in the states a number of times always had mm-hmm. a good time but definitely some weird vibes so got the ick yeah 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 and it's and i and i don't mean this in a way but that was definitely my perspective on the states and, and mm-hmm. realizing there really is some amazing fucking people down there um has changed my opinion i'm like it's like anywhere like canada's the same way right we've got the lesser like the the morons out there who just drag down things and then you've got amazing epic people um and unfortunately like anything if you go to like the internet or anywhere the reviewers and the people who speak up are usually the the ones with worse things to say Right. And so I, don't that's know. I still feel like Canada has a global reputation of being Maybe. super fucking nice. Well, we've, we've got idiots. Don't worry. I, uh, we I, know, but I you, you manage you them in a way that the rest of the world can't seem to control them. <laughs> maybe, so. maybe, maybe I've been outnumbered yet, or we don't get enough media coverage. I don't know which one it is, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, that... maybe did you guys some favors, right? I don't know. <laughs> this is true. Right. <laughs> um, but no, that was certainly one thing. I mean, my, my, my opinions, um, and just maybe my confidence in my own. So we talked mm-hmm. about the voice earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've, I've been to Toastmasters and I've spoken and have no issue doing things like that. But, um, when we started doing some of the, like the limericks and then the commercials and yeah. a number of other things that really showed that 
um, for myself that I do have some ability. And then even again, through Al, um, he's, he's gotten me into some voice work internally at our work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, doing stuff for new product launches and things like that. And I've been, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on a lot of work I've done. So no, yeah. I have not landed a gig yet, but that's turned into where I'm we're actively working with um, or a hiring agency to see if I can get a voice gig. And, you know, it's fun. I like doing the auditions that they're, they're kind of like, they're really cool. And if I happen to get one amazing, if not, at least I tried. Right. But yeah, um, I, I'm putting myself out there and, and, and trying to see what could happen. Good for you, dude. Um, Got fingers and toes crossed for you. So what is uh, still from Tobias? What is the best trip you've taken? Ever? Just in general. Okay. Um, so funny, this is going to go opposite of, not opposite, but contrary to somewhat I said, it was my uh, US trip with my, with my wife. Oh, nice. My right? wife. So my wife. My wife. We have, yeah, and I haven't been to a whole lot of places, to be honest. But yeah, we did it. I've talked about this briefly before, mm-hmm. but in case mm-hmm. you missed it, a uh, number of years ago, we did a uh, bit of a tour, a 14 day tour. We drove. So we left Toronto, stayed in Windsor, Ontario for an evening to visit family, drove to Nashville uh, for a night, then drove, and Nashville was a fucking blast, then yeah, drove to New Orleans and spent five or six days there, uh, which was eye opening and yeah, it pretty was. incredible. Uh, and then started our drive back. We spent a night in Atlanta uh, and a day there. And then in Atlanta's Lexington. wild. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't really didn't get to spend much time in Atlanta. Okay. Um, we only really saw it during the day. And actually funny, there was a big weed rally there when we drove through downtown. Yeah. Uh, so and then in, in the opposite of that in Nashville, we saw a big tr- anti-Trump rally. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> nice <laughs> but uh yeah one of those big blow up uh chicken trumps was there was, oh, no. i think i have a picture of it in my phone somewhere it was amazing oh my god yeah and and then yeah we did an, and then we did a night in uh just outside of lexington kentucky and drove home after that's that. nice so, that's nice country lexington yeah. that's K- kentucky bloom i didn't know kentucky was like that we drove Fucking all gorgeous. through the mountains there um we actually said we'd go back there for sure i'd love to see more of that country this is smoky mountains right I think so. Yeah. 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 So, so we're in the Blue Ridge. I we're in the Blue Ridge mountains, which is uh, Appalachian trail. So you can, you can hike the AT from a 30 minute drive from where I am and go straight through. Um, Yeah. I love living in an area like that. Kentucky is freaking beautiful. beautiful. Well, I think what's unique and again, if those have traveled all the U S every state is very different. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like driving into a new country every time Mm -hmm. you cross a state line um so cool <laughs> which is very unique yeah the further you go south like everything about the place mm-hmm. changes like we drove into louisiana i'm like we're th- this is what i pictured louisiana looking right like from all the right. movies and shit i'd seen um and yeah new orleans is something special mm. I, I describe it as beautiful anarchy <laughs> right that's what i've heard i've never been there yeah it's i've unique. had a lot of friends who've gone i've heard a lot of other people's stories yeah i've yet to go and I think there's a reason that I haven't made it there. Yeah, it's it's sketch city, but it's it's a lot of fun. I think it's probably safer for the world that I don't go there. Okay, fair enough. How does how do how do you plan around Victor's takes on the show? Who has that one? Tobias, how do you plan around Victor's takes on the show? Plan? <laughs> Who plans? 
New plans. What plans? I, I, let's get real. Al's the only one who plans anything. The rest of us, Victor doesn't even know if we're recording half the time. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got a message today saying, are we recording tonight? Or maybe Al jumped in early and told him just before he messaged saying, mm-hmm. just a reminder, Victor, you're not recording tonight. Um, yeah, there's no preparing for Victor. There's no planning. Even if you try, you're going to be wrong. Right. This is why we have games like Guess Victor's Guess. Right. God, it, it, it's terrifies me, but at the same time, I would love to spend a little bit of time inside his head just to just to know how that man thinks. It's mind blowing to me. This and was I love, my love him for it. Only regret in Sudbury was that he got sick and we could we he was not feeling well enough yeah. to be seen because yeah. I just wanted to look into his eyes. He is one of Do you the, know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to make eye contact with his brain through yeah. his eye holes. He is one of the most uniquely interesting people I know. And there's no other way. And that's not, and I hope that didn't come off as a bad way at all. He is just wildly interesting. Singular. And, um, he is singular. He he is face value. You get what you get. There's no apologies. And it's I, more people should be like a victor. He knows his role. Like yeah. he knows who he is. Yeah. Full, like 100%. No I've never apologies. met anyone who is attuned and aligned with who they fucking yep. are as Victor is. Absolutely. And I respect the fuck out of it. Yep. I am here You're for wrong. it. I can't wait to hear your, your interview with him. It's, uh, it's going to be all over the map and it's going to be amazing. I, that is the only one that I'm actually doing research for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like every, you, you and Al and Tanya, I feel comfortable with, most comfortable with. And I think that's because we've had dinner together. We've mm-hmm. been bread. Yeah. Um, Victor is the one that I'm, I'm researching. Yeah. I was most intimidated by Al. With that said, who is your favorite TPS cast member? Aside from myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a narcissist. Yet is on brand, Squirrely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not even a, who did you, is this coming from you or is this a, is this someone else? No, I actually decided that I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask that question because Al always asks that question and I want to show him how uncomfortable and awful it is. I'm trying to get him to stop asking this question. I'd say it's Al because I don't want to get fired, but mm. no, I don't care about that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I think you is, I think you go with your first answer. I think myself is the <laughs> right I can't answer. I leave that one on record. So I've got to choose. Oh, all right. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm I have okay to, with that. I, as much as we banter, it's got to be Victor. Yeah. I, I, lo- I look forward like Al's not wrong. When we drove up to Sudbury, I wish we had that van mic'd. Oh my god! Oh my god! I have not laughed that hard in so fucking long, and I don't. I couldn't even tell you what anything we talked about. Right? But we just, we just laughed. That, that video, video. That video Matt, captured everything about our trip. <laughs> of him getting so excited about that train. Yeah. I teared up. It's genuine. I. It was beautiful. Like it was beautiful, and I watched it twenty times. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was, that, I Victor? watched it 20 times. a lot times. of love right now, bud. <laughs> oh, we are recording this. Yeah. Um, Aaron asks, um, which universe character would have been close friends with you in childhood, college, and now? I, I'm with Al. It's Derry. Really? 100%. Yeah, I think it's Derry. Derry. Yeah, I think it's Derry. Are you being I, super I, I, soft? Because no, you? No, no. I genuinely think it would have been Derry. He's copying you, Al. No, it's I, even when you, so when I was listening back and you asked that, yeah. Derry was the first person that came to my mind. 
um there's something okay. about him that just makes me laugh and i mm. feel like he and i and our awkwardness when i was younger especially would have connected and then i think now that's right not that i'm any of the others but I, I feel like he would be someone to just be really entertaining to have which is why he's like wayne's best friend right he's always there um, yeah because he's just he's such a he's funny he doesn't know he's funny he's genuine doesn't realize it like he's just yeah i think it would yeah. be dairy for sure and there's so many great characters in the show but if you were to ask me that as most likely early young dairy and i would have kicked off and he, he'd have been a friend i'd still like oh you got to be my buddy dairy <laughs> he would have done something that was similar to you doing what you did with hockey yeah and then you would have adopted dairy 100 percent. that's that's yeah. the kind of relationship it'd be like you just, yeah you you keep you keep around early because he just makes you laugh and then yeah. long term you're like no this is more than that and yeah. i'm so glad i know you oh you're our dairy mm. <laughs> um do you have hat goals like what what's on the horizon for you what are you eyeballing for your next piece of the collection this is oh, an Aaron mm -hmm. this is an Aaron question yeah it's a good question I don't, I don't know I mean I've, I've scoped out a couple uh there was this brand I forgot what it was I found it in Collingwood it was very uh small it was kind of there the hats were patched together with other pieces of material but still kind of in this style mm. um which I really thought was cool so I, I'm eyeballing I know where the company is I couldn't remember what they were called um I, again, I want, I, I just want things that kind of stand out to me. I don't, yeah. I never know. Like I said earlier, I never know what I'm looking for. Uh, there's a few, there's one back there. That's a Gordon brothers nice. hat. I've nice. had a couple of those, those hats. I love that brand. Those diagonal, the both no, with the diagonal. Thank you. Thank you for going. Nice camo, Matt. Thank you. Couldn't see me at all. Could you? Uh-uh very so, cool right it's it's everyone's Bull. seen these everyone's seen these That's lines right. there's a whole line there's always an animal and a random word i used to have a crocodile one that said snap um and and I, there's one <laughs> that's a white one that says a seagull and it says beach bum i really want um so i like their line they make me laugh yeah and then yeah i'll just look for other unique ones that anywhere i go i, I glance yeah i'm always and if i see something that catches my eye i just i draw into it but i'm very yeah. i'm very also very picky right you're an aficionado no i'm just picky surprisingly and joey joey nailed it when joey gave me the hat that he brought when you guys came up from yeah breckenridge i loved it i wore that thing like it's on the wall now and i still wear it i can't remember what he got you is come on matt one more hat please please will you show me one more yeah yeah so that's that's the breckenridge one Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and I absolutely love it. I yeah, that's a wore that's the a dope I wore hat. that for like a month straight when he brought it. Yeah. So that's like there's none of that. Oh yeah, thanks for the cool gift. No, no. It was amazing. I loved it. He nailed it. Yep. It it's got a place on the wall. That's yeah. huge. Um, Aaron's final question um and statement. Um, thank you for always welcoming new DGen members. Your enthusiasm and excitement means a lot to newbies. Yippies. Are they you bees? You bees. What are your Fridays like after the love fest that is the podcast and sometimes after parties? What are my Friday? Oh, like the next yeah. day? Yeah, next day. I mean, just a regular Friday. I yeah. I'm not, I bounce back really quick. I mean, I don't stay up super late on these things. Right. No, you um, don't. And, and, and first off, um, I think it's hilarious to me that Aaron's excited about my enthusiasm uh when she is a beacon of fucking positivity in this world 
Right. Um, so thank you for being you, Aaron. Um, so lucky. She's but, one of us. Yeah, my my friend. I don't know. I don't know how to really don't know how to answer that. If Fridays are just a Friday, you know, yeah. I get up, I go to work. I sometimes I'm hurting a bit, but I work from home, so fuck it. Grab a fuck couple, t- grab a couple Tylenol and move on. Fuck it. Um. So. Th- this is sort of an adjacent question to that, what you just said about working from home. Jack asks, would you ever design your own hats? I, I just saw that pop up too. I would actually, I think that'd be fun. I don't know where to be. I don't know where I'd begin though, to be honest. Um, mm. That would be fun. I've never really considered it. I don't know if they'd just be kind of stupid sayings. Probably not. They probably Maybe have a couple. that's why you go down to Australia. Maybe you have a business meeting. Jack, you got me fucking thinking now. I, I, oh. it's, de- it's definitely crossed my mind before. Um, there's definitely elements of hats that I that I I like. Uh, like I said, I like color. Um, I like some of like the materials that some hats use mm-hmm. in, in different mm-hmm. clever ways. Yeah. Um, but I, I like good old trucker hats too. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give it some thought. Dude, maybe. North, dude, dude, North Apparel. Oh, there we go. Oh. Okay. (laughs) All right. My question for Matt, this is from um, Jason Eichard. Do you know what a Massachusetts Slurpee is? Oh, God. If not, he needs to Google it and then explain it in his own words. I I haven't looked this up. So, oh, wait, I, I shouldn't use I, I feel like I shouldn't have. use my, my I'll do it. Computer. I'll do it. I'll oh, no, do I it. I can do it on my phone. Hold on here. I'm nervous because I, sh- I know I am too, but I think he did this on purpose. So I'm going to go with it because we love Jason. Um, of course, something like this is coming from him. <laughs> oh, no. Why, Jason? Oh, Jason. Hold on. I'm trying to reread this so I understand it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, what's, what's the, what's that, um, procedure? Oh my God. The, the women get to get pregnant from the doctor. What's that called? What, I'm totally blanking. Artificial insemination. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the other word like the acronym for it or something? It's like that, but without the doctor. Yes, you... in vitro fertilization. Yeah, in vitro. It's like in vitro, but um, if you didn't have a doctor or a doctor's office and you only had a barn, um, and and you went and had McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Does that check out? Oh no. Oh no. Yes. Dennis. Does that Dennis, the Dennis Souter asks, which of the regular co-hosts would win a oh. Royal Rumble? Would we, oh. Which of the regular TPS hosts or co-hosts would win a Royal Rumble? Oh, this includes like everyone. I guess. Yes. TPS hosts slash co-hosts. I mean, if you're talking about just the four of us, um, I I don't know. I would like to think me, but I don't know. I don't got a lot of weight behind me, so I might have chance. No. Uh, What's a Royal Rumble? 
a battle royale we all in a ring together and uh, wrestle. but if we're including everyone mm. um it's obviously dennis unless he's <laughs> unless he's been blowing smoke to us for all these years right right and but, he's uh, like a stick yeah 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 it's possible that Den- that dennis Gugan has been i don't know it's got to be him I don't know. yeah right um i so or, I, or 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 trolley oh trolley yeah, yeah, yeah. trolley you got it he's like our dark horse right yeah we don't we don't know there's more to that story well um i just want to before we wrap up see if there are any more questions um in the live stream are do you have the live stream up matt because uh, i haven't i had it up and then it went away hold on oh uh, al if you're listening and there are any live stream questions for matt um post now he's been monitoring it he's on it i don't think there are any questions do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share i have no more questions is there any story that you were hoping to share tonight that i didn't ask you a question about i feel like you and i could go on for yeah. another another couple hours talking um easily but i don't i don't want to take up al's and well, was there any uh, was there any last questions pressing your mind on anything mm, uh, turning the question back on the question asker i like this technique from an interviewing aspect put that one in your pocket yeah i i i, I used to do this as a leader when i joined a team mm-hmm. and i didn't know most of the answers because i realized mm-hmm. that my team knew way more than me um mm-hmm. what i learned really quick mm-hmm. is you can awfully usually get to the right answer just by asking questions back and the person you're talking to normally knows the answer already um they just haven't gotten there yet or their confidence in there. So that's how you help them get there. What was your favorite? Inter- oh, Al just had one. I went away. I got halfway through reading it. What, what was, was favorite our favorite interview? interview? Oh, that we've done, Matt. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, out of the gate, Patrick was a special one because he was first. Mm-hmm. And he was really cool and sort of set the stage. Um, we had a really good time with him. Um, well, I think one of the ones I felt most comfortable with, um, mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson um, and mm-hmm. Ryan Ryan O'Donnell, Ryan, Ryan Donald, O'Donnell. Um, I really liked talking to those guys. They, they were very natural, very easy. Um, favorite. McHenry was a great one. Oh, McCooey, I thought was really interesting. When um, I really enjoyed his, I thought he was, um, wasn't what I expected at all. Yeah. And uh, I really liked his stories and, and and his talking about how he found his role and counting poles on the way up to Sudbury. Um, yeah, just the one, all the ones that kind of felt more conversational mm. uh, because we've definitely done a few where it's like, okay, sit down, hear your questions, boom, 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 boom. Thanks for coming out. And they're fun. They're great. Yeah. But ones that, I mean, like what we're doing here, we're having a conversation. It's a two-way streak are always the best ones. Um, because just like many have said about the show, it's like hanging out with your friends. And mm-hmm. of course, if I'm going to hang out with my friends, we're going to have some wicked conversation and we're going to laugh. Right. What Hopefully. With, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or we're going to get sentimental. We're going to do something. It's, there's going to be emotion in some capacity behind mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, those are, so, I wouldn't say I have a specific favorite, but those are some of the ones that stand out. Mm. Oh, Chad, I forgot. Chad said, you know what to say, which is here it is. Fuck you, Matt um but he also wants to know who is your favorite dgen and why is it chad 
Well, Chad. I mean, it's hard. He's he's Chad. He's a big football fan, mm, mm, right? Mm, soccer. Mm. I don't like soccer though. Do you not like the sports ball? No, go sports. So okay. why is it Chad? Why is it Chad? <laughs> he's an OG man. Mm-hmm. You know, we can always rely on Chad to be there. I know what he means when he says "fuck you." He's deep down hate for me. It's okay. It's okay, and I accept that. I can take that burden from you, Chad. I'm okay. I've got a thick skin, and that's why. You know, if I need to be his venting post, I'm in. I mm. got your back, buddy. So that's mm. why it's that's why it's Chad. That's a solid answer. <laughs> Love you, Chad. Damn. 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 That gave me tingles. <laughs> um. So so, who? Who in Letter Kenny? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you could advise the best? Like, who would you want to mentor in Letter Kenny? Who would I want to mentor? Yeah. So I would. You would be like mentoring this person. Oh, like, you would be like okay. their Wayne. Yeah. You know. Oh man, that's a fucking good question. I don't know what I'd bring to the table in a lot of those ones. It's an excellent question. Right. It is an excellent one. And then like, because a lot of them don't need mentoring, probably could use some, but don't need it and or and or don't want don't it. Want so it. there's a, there's also that receptive. Are they going to be open to it? So, I mean, I think about it. I'm like, am I actually going to have success? Like, uh, I mean, obviously, Stuart, I think is a big one. I love him, but he needs some guidance sometimes. Um, so not that it mine's much better than probably what he's putting out, but maybe Stuart. I feel like, uh, yeah, McHenry and um, Alexander, I'd love to take him on. He's he's genuine in the show and uh, there's more of him to give. And, and I think I'd, I'd love to have him around. So maybe, maybe, maybe Alexander. Alexander. I like that. That's a good answer. No, I don't have any more pressing questions for us. I'm just really glad to have been able to have this conversation with you. Um, I, I really appreciated meeting you in person and connecting. And then as we've gotten to learn more about each other, um, I want to talk more just in general about voice work. And um, if you have any questions or um, if you want to have some voice work, you know, we can talk about that because yeah. I think, I think me getting back into my voice work and re-entering that field again and us meeting around this. And at the same time, yeah, like things happen, yeah, things just happen. And I feel like Al and you and this philosophy of all of us just asking the question and saying yes to yeah. opportunities. That's where the magic is. Absolutely. I think because everybody's been so willing and vulnerable and just willing to say yes yeah. and ask questions. No, I think you, that's what makes everybody unique. Yeah, you're not wrong. And, you know, if, if I could say a few things at the end as well, like, I mean, thank you, Casey, for doing this. I mean, you've come to this community and you came in in such a fantastic way and brought so much to the table. Um, absolutely meeting you and the others in, in Toronto was a highlight of the year last year um it's just yeah I, I i love where this is going i love the people around it i love that you guys have all also 
understood that it was not a bluff in any way when we said this is everyone's show and we want you all to be part because you guys have all just said all right we're doing this now and we're like okay i love that this is that's one of my absolute favorite things about this and you know every time i've said on the show it's 100 percent genuine um because it's i love what everyone's bringing to the table and and the and what we're continuing to do so thank you to you and everyone around it um for for making this so much fun and continuing to support us and love us and be a part of this group. So forever grateful in that. And then of course, to, to, to my fellow DJs on the, uh, on the podcast, the, the OGs here with Tanya Allen, Victor, it's, uh, it's, um, it's unbelievable. And of course, I mean, it's no surprise where I think we're all most grateful to Al and everything mm-hmm. he's done for the show and his yes. ideas and his creative vision and his openness to everything. Um, yeah, I know he's just as surprised by a lot of what's happened around this, but um, none of this would be here without him. And we no. are very thankful to them. And of course, my other co-hosts love him to death. And I hope we keep finding ways to do this for as long as we can, um, even if it evolves into something different. It's just, at the end of the day, to me, this is a mm. wicked, unique way to stay connected with people. Mm. And, uh, whether it's one, two, five hundred, I don't care people we're staying connected with people in a world where surprisingly connection is harder to find like authentic real connection yeah so this has opened up a new channel that uh at least for myself didn't know existed so very fortunate to have been a part of to be a part of it yeah i don't think i could have said it better myself thank you for taking the time out um thank you to al for making the space for us to do this and being the producer of tonight al has been on the board um and he's gonna play us out tonight with this beautiful song it's compression by the hunches awesome thank you thank you Plugged in by Brendan Canning. (laughs) Sorry, I was reading at the top of the soundboard. My bad. One job, Al. One job, Al. Oh, that's okay. Well, that is it for us for now. Um, I want to remind everybody to get some coffee from our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, right now. Uh, you can get 20% off using the code PRODUCESTANDPOD. Follow us at PRODUCESTANDPOD on all social platforms. Join the Discord, all of that good stuff. Now it's time for us to say goodnight and head to the after party on behalf of, behalf of Squirrely Matt, Al on the board, and myself. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. And Peter Powder. Please come.